This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hey. hey. And we have a live studio audience here today. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Everybody say hello. Hey. We're doing a 21 again weekend and, uh, so far, it's been more like we wish we were 21 again, but we're actually in our 30s weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We we did one night last night with uh, an incredible group called the Interns yes. here locally. It was amazing. Yeah. And um, we're doing the holodecks tonight. So we have part of our crew here already with us. So y'all just sit back. We got Delana again. Hey. We got Miss Krista. Hello. And we got Delana's hubby, Mark, chilling. So Yo. Yo. <laughs> I don't know if we could even pick that up. That was pretty low. <laughs> okay, so it's episode 52. Yeah. Ouija, Ouija boards. boards. Y'all go to Facebook and Instagram and go look at the photos that we have for this week and all the other shenanigans we got going on. We like shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Just a few. We might even post some from our adventures this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can. It's fine. Yeah. It's hump day. You tell the friends about a hump day treat. Okay, so um, I went to the Kroger's, the, the bougie Kroger's, and I was walking around looking at the wine, and this bottle jumped out at me. It's called Intrinsic. We had to do a video of the hump day treat this week so you could see the whole entire bottle. It is so beautiful. But it's a red blend, and you know, we're not big red drinkers. Mm-mm. It's kind of scary. I'm drinking it, though. Yeah, I, ha- I, I had to um, doctor it a little bit with some ginger ale. Y'all don't come at me. No. I just, it was, it was really dark. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a true wine drinker, I guess, because I can't do the dark reds. But the bottle was totally worth it. Uh, yeah, the bottle was, was like, super cute, and we're still totes going to drink this wine. I think it was like $18. Ooh, bougie hump day treat. Yeah. Okay. And then I was walking around a little bit more. I was looking for some dips, and I did find some dips. I got a spinach parmesan, and then I found this little carne asada street taco kit. So that's what I got. Yeah. Um, We're here for it. Yeah. Give us all the tacos. And then Delina brought Chick-fil-A nuggets. So, so we also we have got, the Lord's we Chicken. We got the Lord's Chicken with Ouija boards. <laughs> yeah. Ouija boards. <laughs> that goes, right? <laughs> That shit tracks. We got a whole buffet going on over here, so. Anyways, those are our hump day treats. So, Ouija boards. Instead of doing, like, a traditional case like I normally would, I thought it would be fun to talk about the origins of the Ouija board. Okay. And then I have some other fun little tidbits at the end there. Educate. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, in February 1891, the first few advertisements popped up in the newspapers, Ouija, the wonderful talking board. And I say <laughs> Ouija. song that goes with that? Not that I know of, but I'll oh. workshop that and get back to you. <laughs> I say Ouija. People say Ouija. Yeah. It's spelled I say, Ouija. I say Ouija. I say Ouija. Uh, it, okay. It might be a southern Potato, thing. potato. I don't, yes, I don't know. Today we're potatoing. <laughs> <laughs> so a Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop described it as a board that answered questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy and promised never-failing amusement and recreation for all the classes. It was a link between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial. Another ad in a New York newspaper declared it interesting and mysterious, and it was priced at $1.50. Oh. So, <laughs> I couldn't find that ad in particular, but I found a picture of an ad that I thought was pretty cool. Okay. Y'all can actually get up out of your chairs and and see the pictures firsthand. So this is an ad from the 1920s. It says Ouija board speaking to the spirit world. 95 cents is how much it costs. Yeah. Wow. Um, It says remarkable, interesting, and mystifying game. Great mirth making (laughs) for parties. (laughs) Apparently answers questions concerning past, present, and future. And yada, yada, yada. So. 
Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Great mirth-making game for parties. Not to be confused with girth. Yeah. That's important. (laughs) So this mysterious talking board was basically what sold in board game aisles and online across the country today. It was a flat board with the letters of the alphabet arrayed in two semicircles above the numbers 0 through 9, the words yes and no in the top corners, and goodbye at the bottom. It was accompanied by a planchette, which is a teardrop-shaped device, usually with a small window, used to move about the board to decipher a message. I have a picture, go back to the notes again, of the original Ouija board, or one of the originals. There are so many uh, variations of the Ouija board, it's insane. I want an original. But this is one of the originals made out of wood. Those are so good. I know, isn't it Way cute? better. Yeah, I would definitely Way more love, better. Way more, way more gooder. <laughs> way more gooder. God. <laughs> It's fine. (laughs) We're smart. Just ask us. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you. We'll tell you. It might not be provable, but... (laughs) The idea was that two or more people would sit around the board, place their fingertips on the planchette, ask a question, and watch as the planchette moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answers on its own. The only real difference is what it's made out of. The board is now usually cardboard instead of wood, and the planchette is plastic. So I have a picture of a more current Ouija board. Yeah, the cheap shit. That's what I had in the 80s. I want a Lisa Frank one. I have, have y'all one seen of, the Lisa Frank Ouija boards? Yeah, they're pretty cute. I have <laughs> I have one now. Mine's um, <gasps> old and used. <gasps> but, um, you have a great one. Yes, it's fabulous. And I'll, well, I'll go ahead and tell you now how I acquired. You should have brought it. No. It, it, <laughs> it could stay outside on my patio. That sucker's old. I didn't even touch it when we did the Ouija Okay, shoot. so mine is probably a 50s or 60s version. Mm-hmm. And it was given to me for free. So what happened was, is we were doing a photo shoot for this um, vaping clothing line that we had. And we wanted to do something like spooky and mystical. And so this woman that worked at this vape shop that we went to knew about that. And she's like, I have this really old Ouija board if you want to use it for the pictures. And I was like, yes. (laughs) So we went and got it from her. And I was like, okay, so we're doing the shoot this weekend. I'll bring it back to you. You know, bring it up to the shop. Bring it back to you next week. And she's like... We don't want it back. And that's how she got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you don't want it back. This is awesome. You know, because it's like perfectly worn and, you know, like it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, nah, I, I don't want that back. It is beautiful. And I was like, okay. And my dumbass took it. I have it. <laughs> it sits in my hallway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I acquired mine. It was free. So far, knock on wood. Mm. I haven't been possessed by it that I know of, so. That you know of. I'm still good. I don't know. I'm still good. You may have a visitor in your house. No. Well, yeah, that was there all, before then. We all know that, <laughs> yeah, we all know that that's there. Okay. Truth in advertising is hard to come by, especially in products from the 1800s. The Kennard Novelty Company was the first producer of the Ouija board. It had actually been proven to work at the patent office before its patent was approved. <gasps> I want that job. <laughs> Even today, psychologists believe that it may offer a link between the known and the unknown. The real history of the Ouija board is just about as mysterious as how it works. Ouija historian Robert Murch, that's a thing, there's Ouija historians, has been researching the story of the board since 1992. When he started his research, he says no one really knew anything about its origins, which he found odd. For such an iconic thing that strikes both fear and wonder in American culture, how can no one know where it came from? That's a good question, Mr. Mm -hmm. Merch. Turns out it came straight out of the 19th century obsession with spiritualism, which is the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Spiritualism had been around for years in Europe, and the fad hit America hard in 1848 with the Fox Sisters of upstate New York. Yeah. So we are going to have an episode later about Mm. spiritualism, so I'm not really going to get into it, but I do have a picture of Kate and Maggie Fox, if you want to go look at the notes. Sneaky little devils. I know. (laughs) But look at them and all their fabulousness. I love their dresses. Look at the hair. Mm -hmm. The hair, hair, though. That's how I'm fixing my Taking it way back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when I was 21. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> so the foxes claimed to receive messages from spirits who rapped on the walls to answer questions. 
With all the stories about the sisters and other spiritualists, spiritualism reached millions of people at its peak in the second half of the 19th century. Spiritualism was so popular among Americans because it was compatible with Christian dogma, Mm -hmm. meaning you could hold a seance on Saturday night and have no issues with going to church (laughs) on Sunday. It was an acceptable, wholesome family activity to contact spirits at seances through automatic writing, spirit boards, or table-turning parties. So a table-turning party is where participants would place their hands on a table and watch it begin to shake while everyone claimed they weren't moving it. It wasn't me. Sip is a board. <laughs> um, that's real magic, ma'am. <laughs> Calm down. It worked. I swear to God. It was real. They did it on the craft, so it must be true. You mm-hmm. have a point. Mm-hmm. Accuracy. Yeah. Okay. Spiritualism also offered comfort at a time when the average lifespan was less than 50. It was common for women to die in childbirth, children of disease, and men in war. Even Mary Todd Lincoln, wife of President Abraham Lincoln, conducted seances in the White House after their 11-year-old son died of a fever in 1862. Hell yes. And just because we want to, let's look at a picture of Mary Todd Lincoln. Okay. Why would you not want to? She was a handsome woman. (laughs) I'd call her homely. She's um, attractive. Homely. <laughs> With masculine features. A handsome woman. Yeah. I, I was trying to say it differently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was perfect. And just in case anybody wanted to know. What? When you're about halfway done with your glass, it tastes much better. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it now. It tastes good, huh? Oh, you I liked, liked it, it anyway. She liked it yeah, Krista's too. raw dog in it. She Sha-wing. just <laughs> I'm gonna spit it out. <laughs> interrupted my swallow. Interrupted my swallow. So <laughs> fantastic. Communicating with the dead was common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird, explains Merch. It's hard to imagine that now we look at that and think, why are you opening the gates of hell? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. As spiritualism grew in popularity, people became frustrated with how long it took to get any any meaningful message out of the spirits. You would have to call out the alphabet and wait for a knock at the right letter. So in the beginning, before the whole Ouija board thing, when you're trying to communicate with spirits, you go through the entire alphabet and wait for a knocking noise. And then you're like, oh, C. And then you go through the entire alphabet again until you hear the knocking noise. Oh, I am not patient enough for that. Is there a shortcut version? And this is where the Ouija comes in. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know. (laughs) (laughs) So it got super boring. Yeah. People were desperate for methods that would be quicker, and the Kennard Novelty Company nailed it. None of the men who came together to start the company were spiritualists, but they were all smart businessmen, and they'd identified a little niche. The company was born in 1890, but they didn't have the Ouija board yet. The Kennard Talking Board lacked a name. According to Merch's research, the story of the board's patent request was true. If they couldn't prove that the board worked, they wouldn't get their patent. One of the creators brought his sister-in-law, a known medium, to the patent office when he filed his application. There, the chief patent officer demanded a demonstration. If the board could accurately spell out his name, which was supposed to be unknown to them... He'd allow the patent application to proceed. They all sat down, communed with the spirits, and the planchette spelled out the patent officer's name. Whether or not it was mystical spirits or the fact that they may have just figured out the man's name is unclear. On February 10th, 1891, a visibly shaken patent officer approved a patent for a new toy or game. (laughs) It works. We can call the spirits. (laughs) Let's approve it for a toy or a game for kids. So the board's instant and long-term popularity showed that it had tapped into a weird place in American culture. It was marketed as both mystical oracle and as family fun with an element (laughs) of otherworldly excitement. (laughs) This meant that it wasn't only spiritualists who bought the board. Actually, the people who disliked the Ouija board most tended to be spirit mediums because their job as spiritual middleman was cut out. (laughs) We don't need you. We bought a Ouija board for 95 cents at the toy store. (laughs) 
In the 1910s and 20s, with devastations of World War One and the Jazz Age and Prohibition, there was a surge in Ouija popularity. Over five months in 1944, a single New York department store sold 50,000 of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In 1967, the year after Parker Brothers bought the game, two million boards were sold, outselling Monopoly. <laughs> Ouija existed as a constant in American culture, popular, mysterious, interesting, and non-threatening. That is, until 1973. The Exorcist was released and terrified people in theaters with all the pea soup and head spinning and supposedly based on true story business. The power of Christ compels you! Oh, there's so much shit with that one. Yeah. The implication that 12-year-old Reagan was possessed by a demon after playing with the Ouija board by herself changed how people saw the board. So I have a picture of a clip from the movie with okay. Reagan and her Ouija board, if y'all want to look at that. Uh, yeah. You know, just hanging out in the wine cellar playing Ouija. I think that's the best place to do the Ouija board is in a wine cellar. In the wine cellar. Yeah. That's where I, I mean, would do we it. We could all be happy if the spirit mm-hmm. gets pissed off. Be like, bro, just drink some wine with me. <laughs> just calm down. It's fine. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Everything's fine. Come on, friend. <laughs> no, you're really not supposed to do that. <laughs> so it's kind of like Psycho. No one was afraid of showers until that scene. It's a clear line, says Merch. Okay. Almost overnight, it became a tool of evil, and for that reason, horror writers... I hate that word. Horror. Horror horror writers. Horror writers. Okay. Horror. Horror writers. (laughs) (laughs) That word is horrible. (laughs) And movie makers began using it in scary movies, usually opening the door to evil spirits. The following years saw the Ouija board denounced by religious groups as Satan's preferred method of communication. Because he can speak directly (laughs) to your mind, so... Let's just cut that out and use a Ouija board instead. Yeah. I can't with these people. (laughs) Christian religious groups still remain wary of the board, citing scripture denouncing communication with spirits through mediums. Even within paranormal communities, Ouija boards have a questionable reputation. Merch says that when he first began speaking at paranormal conventions, he was told to leave his antique boards at home because they scared people too much. Parker Brothers and later Hasbro, after they acquired Parker Brothers in 1991, still sold hundreds of thousands of them. Mm. But the reasons why people were buying them had changed. They were spooky rather than spiritual. I need a drink. Well, I mean, the spooky is always more fun. Mm-hmm. So, like of course, spooky. they got attracted to it. Absolutely. We're spooky little bitches. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Currently, scientific experiments point to the planchette moving on its own due to the idiomotor idiomotor effect. That's how, that's right, right? The idiomotor effect is a psychological phenomenon where the brain unconsciously controls the body's muscle movements. This led researchers to consider the unconscious mind in a series of experiments that support the idea that the unconscious mind is much more intelligent than anyone knew. Yes. So pretty much all the scientists say, you're moving it on your own, whether you think you are or not. You're tapping into that extra mm-hmm. that we don't use. Yeah. Some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Damn. laughs> oh, it's so true, though. <laughs> While the Ouija board's reputation has changed over the years, it is still a popular game and tool for many people who use it for harmless fun or to satisfy curiosity about the supernatural. There are still those who believe that the Ouija board is evil and should be avoided. Even so, it is a fascinating part of pop culture and history, whatever your beliefs may be. I don't think you should use it unless you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. It's my thing. I go, agree. Go for it. Ha- have at it. But just educate, you know. Well, I'm glad you say that. Yeah. Because I went to this very uh, reputable website. Okay. Called www.learnreligion.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To get some do's or don'ts oh, for using the Ouija board. Good. <laughs> or Ouija etiquette, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so, here's our list of do's. Okay. Darken the room and entice the spirits to visit by lighting candles. Avoid possible distractions by turning off the television, cell phones, etc. Balance the board upon your knees if possible, because that's not going to make shit move. Uh, uh, Okay. I know. Warm up the board by moving the planchette in circles or figure eight pattern. Yes. Sure, that's what she said. Be specific about who you wish to communicate with. So, here's some examples they gave. Aunt Mary. (laughs) 
personal spirit guide or ascended master, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and be cordial to your spirit guests, although it is okay to ask them to leave if they are rude guests. Oh, yeah, because they'll just mm-hmm. So disappear. if they're using foul language, taunting you or your seance guests, you can ask them to leave. I do not appreciate your attitude. <laughs> I would like you to yeah. leave. <laughs> <laughs> you may go now. <laughs> Write down the messages letter by letter. Keep in mind that spirits often misspell, use slang, or will even text speak. Because words are hard. Because words are hard. And <laughs> you use the text. Yeah. Because I, I can't text. I in, have to use it. In that way, you can make it say whatever you want it to say. Well, he just misspelled that. Brilliant. Uh, he didn't mean Santa. He meant Satan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just misspelled. And then the last do is have fun. <laughs> okay. Have fun. Okay, now I have a list of don'ts. Oh, I'm, I can't wait for these. Let's see. Do not use the Ouija board by yourself. It is best to get a buddy to assist you. Sure. Buddy systems always mm-hmm. safe. Do not confuse the spirit with questions from too many people. Assign one person in the room to ask questions. Do not ask questions you do not want to know the answer to, such as when am I going <laughs> to die? You're not going to get a serious answer to these types of questions. No. Do not ask questions you already know the answer to, like, what is my middle name? It's a seance, not a pop quiz. <laughs> pop quiz, asshole. <laughs> but how else are you going to get it to prove? Prove itself. What do you want it to prove? <laughs> that, you know, it's really there. That it knows stuff that nobody else knows. Yeah. I don't know. That's like, if your ask. middle name is Herbert, of course you're not going to tell people your middle name's Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> My, mine's Nicole. It's not Herbert. I'm okay. Brittany <laughs> Herbert. All right. Do not allow the invited spirit guest to control the session. You want answers, not a lecture. Do not accept all communications as fast. Discern all information given. Only accept what feels accurate in your gut. <laughs> so only believe what you want to believe. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Do not be upset if your seance is a bust. Sometimes spirits don't feel like talking. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that. Uh, Same. Same. So that was our do's and don'ts for using the Ouija board. Okay. And now I have 13 spooky Ouija board stories for you. They're all very quick. This is from the very reputable website, (laughs) Reader's Digest. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm going for the facts this week. I'm sorry. Hey, it's okay. One of mine came from Daily News. There we go. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Okay, I'm my... just going to read the actual stories. So okay. if you want to scroll down to where it says hexed. And all I'm right. just, I, I've i only glanced over these. I haven't read them word for word. So we're all in for a treat. Halfway cold read. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. This is going to be good. This one is titled hexed. Hmm. Justin played with a Ouija board one day with several of his friends. They asked questions, but instead of the planchette moving to certain letters, it began to move in a strange pattern. It went to all four corners of the board and made an X, the 32-year-old New Jersey resident tells Reader's Digest. (sighs) Then it just went in circles. The next time he used the board, it was with a different friend at his house. Again, the planchette moved in the same strange pattern. I felt like it was some kind of hex, he continues. Later that night, when he was sleeping, he felt a forceful hand grab his arm and wake him up. Everyone else in the house was sound asleep. Looking for a less freaky foray into the supernatural, try these witch movies that will put a spell on you. What does that have to do with anything? I think that's just a little extra tidbit trying to get you <laughs> okay. to click on some shit. Thanks. Felt a hand grab him. Okay. Yeah. See? But what happened with that? Why did we cut the story off there? This is like douchebox. Like this is like last week's douchebox. Oh my god! There's not enough information. Mm-mm. Okay, this one's titled "A Ghastly Glitch." Okay. Abby was in her room one night after playing with the Ouija board earlier that day. As she was getting ready for bed, her computer screen changed from black to blue. It turned on by itself. You have a bug. Yeah, That's what that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She turned the computer off again. The computer clicked itself back to life. Anxious, Abby unplugged the computer completely, and then the unpowered computer started back up again. Okay. She buried the Ouija board in her backyard (laughs) that same night. No! If you don't particularly want a Ouija board story of your own, these Halloween party games will get you into the spooky... (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, I'm kind of living for these last lines here. Let's see what the next one is. <laughs> okay, this one's called Solo Play. Those- <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now it's a party. <laughs> Most people play with a Ouija board in groups or at least with one other person. But Asiana? Sure. Sure. Wanted to try to use it on her own. She put her hands on the pointer and asked questions. Asiana, <laughs> <Asiana>, honey. <laughs> and asked questions, but nothing happened. <laughs> she took her hands off of the pointer. <laughs> Are we talking about a Ouija board? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I gotta get through this. She took her hands off of the pointer and was about to put the game away. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. I might need my home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And was about to put the game away when the planchette began to move around on its own. Oh. I'll never try that again, says the 30-year-old from New Jersey. <laughs> For more... Oh, my God, y'all. For more paranormal intel, find out why ghosts say boo. <laughs> This article, I'm crying over here. <laughs> I can't see the screen. <laughs> thank you, Reader's Digest. Thank you, Reader's Digest. <laughs> yeah. You want to read it? Yeah, read the open circle. All right, Krista's going to read the open circle. Okay. When Vince, now 30, was a child, one of his friends goaded him into playing with a Ouija board in his basement. Young Vince didn't expect anything out of the ordinary to happen, so he went along with it. Once they started to play, however, the lights began to flicker and the air around them grew cold and a spirit began to communicate with them through the board. The spirit spelled out a Russian name and claimed he had been murdered. Murdered. We took a break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. We took a break to make some pizza rolls, Vince says, (laughs) but we forgot to close the circle when we were done. Oh shit. If you're new to Ouija board stories, that's a giant no-no. And I'm shaking my finger when I say that. It's a giant (laughs) no-no. Tisk tisk. (laughs) Dishonor on you. (laughs) After returning to the basement, the energy was much heavier. And the books and things were sprawled all out on the floor. No. Oh, no. And yet the board remained perfectly still in the center of the room, just how they had left it. (laughs) Upon looking at the mirror, we had... Nearby, the eye of the Ouija board was moving sporadically in its reflection. Fuck oh, that. no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Next. This one is entitled A Haunted Housewarming. The first time I used a Ouija board, I was about six or seven. Where are what your the- parents? <laughs> Where's your mama? Where's your mama? Why are you unsupervised? <laughs> That's what I say to them little kids at the gym. Where's, Where's your, your mama? mama? <laughs> Why are y'all here? Baby kid running around like <laughs> I was about six or seven, and I was with my mom and older sister, who was about 15 at the time. Page now 24 tells Reader's Digest. The family had just moved into a new house, much bigger and much older than the one they had lived in previously. That's how all scary movies start. Yeah. That night, Paige, her mother, and her sister were eating pizza on the living room floor mm-hmm. since they didn't have all of their furniture set up yet. And they put on a fire to ease the chill of fall in the air. Yes. I can't wait for the chill of fall in the air. Dude, when I went to Kroger today, when I first walked in, they had bouquets of, like, fall stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. My soul ignited a little bit. Yeah. I got excited. I can't let myself buy that kind of stuff, though, when it's 100 degrees outside. No. I, 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 I passed it. it. I was like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. But I can't wait to start buying Halloween shit. Yeah. Bath and Body Works has their stuff out. Yes, oh, yes they do. Oh, it's so cute. I got the so ad the other day. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Um, what are you, a plug-in wall thingy? Yes. yes. I need all of it. All of it. After dinner, her sister pushed her mom to let them play with their old Ouija board. As we were using it, Paige recounts, a box in the living room that had some books in it literally flew across the room. Oh, no. Okay. Shortly after that, the fire inexplicably went out, and their mother was so shaken that she took the girls to their grandmother's house to spend the night. Now, you know those women worked hard on that fire. Why are you going to blow it out? Mm -hmm. That's just fucked up. 
If this story doesn't convince you to skip the Ouija board and opt for one of these Halloween movies for kids instead. Oh, my God. I got the one that didn't have the line. That's so messed up. Oh, we needed this one, uh, Bridges, last week and this week. Okay. Summer Camp Scare. Ooh! Ouija board stories don't necessarily have to involve the professionally packaged toy. As a child, Liam was at summer camp one year when he and some other boys drew their own Ouija board on a large sheet of paper. As soon as we started using it, he says, we heard knocking coming from inside one of the lockers. Yikes! (laughs) Side note, as any scary movie aficionado... (laughs) As Krista brings the creepy baby doll named Liam... (laughs) Creepy doll, Liam. It's it's been in one of Brittany's photos before. We'll, yeah, we'll post it. Yeah, take a peep at Liam. <laughs> Y'all, that was the end of that story. You can't invite me. That was there. it. They heard knocking in the locker. Yikes! Because side note, as any scary movie aficionado knows, never check out those sorts of suspicious noises. If you need a refresher on that, watch a few of these Halloween movies on Hulu. Halloween. Yes. Halloween. <laughs> All right. Here we have blackout. Okay. There are times in all of our lives when we question if something is really a coincidence or if it is, in fact, much more meaningful. When Becky, who spells Becky, Becky like that? B-E-K-K-I. That's not cute. Becky. Oh, Becky. my God. Becky. Becky. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Becky used a Ouija board during her first semester in college, she had one of those experiences. A few minutes in, we lost power, she says. Some car hit a pole on our street. The timing was strange, she says, to say the least. Uh, yeah. Ma'am, a car what? hit a pole. That had nothing That's to do with the fact that you that, had a fucking Ouija board you in your room. You did not cause that. Would you calm the fuck down on yourself, please? Right. Oh, my gosh. Debbie, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Okay. I want to read it. <laughs> okay, go yeah, ahead. Sure. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> go for it. Okay. Owen started playing with Ouija boards when he was a child, and he has continued to experience paranormal phenomena ever since. My grandfather on my dad's side died before I was born, says the 24-year-old Ohio native. He and my dad were estranged, so my dad never spoke to him or had pictures of him around. One day, Owen began seeing and talking to a person he called Michael. Unbeknownst to him, Michael was his grandfather's name. My parents set me down, showed me a picture of a man that I had never seen, and asked me if I knew who it was. I told them it was Michael and that he was right here with us, like right then. Looking for a close encounter of your own, sans the Ouija board? (laughs) These are the most haunted places in America, according to paranormal experts. (laughs) Okay, we might need to click on that. Uh, Yeah. We need to save this. (laughs) This is fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) What a gem I found at 11 o'clock at night. Hey, we could find some (laughs) Halloween games. Yes. We might need that link. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one's called Flamethrower. Be warned. Some Ouija board stories can be violent. Oh my goodness. Reader's Digest is getting edgy, y'all. Okay. When Anna was in high school, she had a sleepover with a bunch of her friends. One of them, Brianna, wanted to use the Ouija board to contact her grandfather, who had recently passed away. The friends set up the board, turned off the lights, and lit a candle. They called upon the spirit of the grandfather, but when they did, the candle suddenly threw itself directly at Anna. She felt it was probably not the spirit they had called for. Probably not. Unless she was doing something her grandfather didn't approve of. I mean, unless he was trying to pick it up and he overdid it, you know. She was in high school. She may have been being slutty. I was about to say, I think she might have been doing She might have been being, mm-hmm, animal slutty. I am not proud of you. Yeah. Yep. Close your legs, bitch, and throw the candle. Close your legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Blast from the past. All right. I saw a full-bodied apparition, Glenn, a 29-year-old from Pennsylvania, says of his experience with a Ouija board. The apparition he saw was that of a young girl wearing what looked like commoner's clothing from an antiquated era. He told the story to his neighbors, who happened to be historians, and they told him that a little girl, just like the one he described, used to live in his house. The apparition ended up being a 10-year-old girl named Annalise, who died of tuberculosis sometime in the late 1800s. 
If you're a history buff, check out the spookiest urban legends from each of the 50 states. Oh, my God. How many stories do you have? I don't know, but I'm not reading the rest. Visit Reader's (laughs) Digest for more spooky Ouija board stories. We'll uh, post the link to the article. Yeah. Okay. Mekes. Are you familiar with the story of Clothilde Marchand? Not a bit. Okay. Well, I'm about to educate you then. Okay. Miss Marchand died 92 years ago at the time of this article. I did not uh, look and see when this article was written. So there's that. There's that. Um, the victim of murder that was referred to at the time as the scandal of the century. It involves a sculptor and his model. Secret letters, a hammer to the head, hexes and witchcraft, and a dude named Sassafras Charlie. I am here for this shit. <laughs> All right. All right. Clothilde Marchand was the wife of Henry, a French artist and renowned sculptor who studied under Rodin and became a specialist in dioramas and precision wax modeling. All right, get it, Henry. Uh, I have a picture of Clothilde and Henry. Okay. Henry is the first picture. Look at the hair. Get it, Henry. Look at him. Okay. He's a little bitty dude. Why are you bumping your mic over there? What are you doing? Because I'm playing with my chicken. (laughs) 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 Well, (laughs) my solo play. Happy humping. (laughs) So there's Henry. Um, Next to him is a picture of Clothilde and her dog. I like dogs. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's a handsome woman as well. She's a handsome woman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They all are in Mm -hmm. this story. All right. In the early 1900s, Henry and Clothilde, Clothilde, whatever. That's a horrible name. It is awful. We we need to rename her. Let's what, just call Chloe? her Hildy. 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 Okay, Hildy. I like that. Um, she was also an artist. They both immigrated to the, to the United States. Mr. Marchand began working as a diorama artist in the New York State Museum. His work is on the museum's Iroquois dioramas, dedicated in, in 1918 earned him recognition. I cannot find photos of their artwork, but I know it's still displayed somewhere, but I can't find it. Okay. So I'm just going to let you know that right now. All right. So homework. Yeah. In 1925, the couple and their family moved to Buffalo, where Henry and his sons, Paul and George, were to construct dioramas for the Society of Natural Sciences, later the Buffalo Museum of Science. Okay. Note. Through much of the work the Marchands created, there is no longer on display. Some still can be seen, particularly in the museum's Hall of Wildflowers. Okay. I like the name. Mm-hmm. So, if we go to New York. I like wildflowers. We could go to the Hall of Wildflowers. Okay. Wildflower. You are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. That was Krista. Okay. <laughs> In the course of his work on the dioramas, Mr. Marchand worked closely with the Senecas, and he became intimate friends with a young Seneca woman, Lila Jimerson, who modeled for him. Oh, my. On March 6, 1930, Marchand's youngest son, at the age of 12, came home from school to their house at 576 Riley Street to find his mother sprawled across their floor landing. At first, it was thought that uh, Hildy's death was the result of a fall down the stairs, but the medical examiner soon found bloody gashes, the odor of chloroform, and signs of a furious struggle on the body of the tiny French woman. Wow. The police were brought in, and after close questioning of Mr. Marchand, they were soon on the trail of Miss Jimerson and a 68-year-old woman who turned out to be her friend and possible accomplice, Nancy Bowen, a Seneca tribal leader. Healer. Fuck. Whatever that word is. I have a picture of Nancy and Lila. Okay. So, if you go to the third picture, mm-hmm. that's Lila. Um, she is handsome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she has a hat on. Yeah, I like her hat. Mm-hmm. And then there's Nancy. I don't get Nancy vibes from her. Uh-uh. I get, like, Olga mm- Maud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, She's wearing a cloak. Yes. So, um, there's that. There's that. There's that. All right. Yeah. 
All right. So there's all the people. Okay. So first, Jimerson was arrested, and then she named Bowen. During the investigation, it was learned that Jimerson had convinced Bowen that Miss Marchand was a white witch who used her powers to kill Bowen's recently deceased husband, Charlie, Sassafras Charlie, <laughs> Bowen, another Seneca healer. I love Sassafras Sassafras. Charlie. That conclusion was apparently drawn by the two women over a Ouija board as they sought an explanation for Charlie's death. You know what? I'm just going to call him Sassafras. Yeah, I like it better. Yeah. Slowly, the board revealed a startling message of Sassafras, Charlie. They killed me. Who did it? The women asked. The board spelled out an answer letter by letter. Hildy. <laughs> it really spelled out her whole name, but... <laughs> Clothhild. Clothhild. That is so awful. Ugh. Ugh. It added the killer's address on Buffalo's Riley Street. Shut up. How convenient. <laughs> Can't. Curiously, Jimerson said that she was acquainted with a woman of that odd name, Clothhild Marchand, mm -hmm. the wife of the man for whom Jimerson was modeling. After the seance, Bowen received several letters signed Miss Dooley explaining that Clothhild uh, Marchand was a witch who had hexed Sassafras out of jealousy. Her <laughs> witchcraft didn't work so good, so she decided to kill him, one letter said. Oh, my. The healer grew convinced that Hildy killed her husband, and she was next. Wow. On the fateful day of the murder, Nancy went to the Marchand's home and knocked on the door. When Hildy opened it, Nancy confronted her and accused her in broken English of being a witch. Nancy pulled a hammer and beat down the Frenchwoman, then finished the job by stuffing chloroform-soaked paper down her throat. Wow. Yeah. The investigation, Ruthless. I know, like, damn, okay. Shut the fuck up, bitch! Mm -hmm. The investigation into the homicide would soon uncover one of the weirdest cases ever. Authorities arrested Nancy. During an interview with police, she finally spoke out about her unbelievable story. So this is from her. Using a planchette, Sassafras spelled out his answers. However, Nancy's story had a flaw. Nancy couldn't read, so she didn't wow. know if the Ouija board was actually spelled out in the answer she sought. She relied solely <laughs> on Lila, who used Nancy's superstitions to deceive her into committing a murder. Man, Lila's a bitch. Uh, well, there's a reason. <laughs> Since Nancy couldn't read, Jimerson guided the planchette to spell out the necessary words to blame Hildy Marchand for killing uh, Sassafras Bowen. Mm-hmm. Why would Lila want Hildy dead? Because she fell in love with Henry. Duh. That was my next sentence. Oh, my Lila bad. was a rival <laughs> for Henry Merchant's love. <laughs> there were two trials. In the first one, the featured trial attraction was Henry Marchand, who admitted Jimerson was one of his many lovers. So Henry's a whore. Too many to count, he said. Yeah, Henry's a whore. Including a number of Native Americans... He said it was a professional necessity, quote-unquote, to seduce Indian women because it made them more willing to pose naked for his diorama modeling. Oh, my God. He said his wife consented to this freestyle of love. Like, they had an open marriage. Wow. Jermison claimed Henry wanted his wife dead, but nothing came of the accusation. He only saying that because she's dead. She uh, probably had no idea he was fucking all them Native American women. I don't know. I, th how, I think she did know. But uh, mm, whether she was okay with it or not, I think it just happened. She still got dead. Either way. Yep. Can't hear all her right. story. Okay, only one more piece of chicken and then I'm done, y'all. Okay. Oh, two because they were attached. <laughs> Bonus! <laughs> Where was that? Okay. But during the court proceedings, Jimerson suffered a flare-up of, of a respiratory condition, leading the judge to declare a mistrial. Then she pled guilty to a second-degree murder from her hospital bed, but retracted the plea soon afterwards, of course. Mm -hmm. Acclaimed lawyer Clarence Darrow was brought in to help make sure Jimerson got a fair trial, but he ended up not taking the case. Okay. At his second trial, one year later, Jimerson testified that she was foolishly in love with Marchand, but was not a party to the murder. She implicated Marchand himself, saying he told her he was tired of Hildy. Jimerson was acquitted and freed. Nancy was released after only serving one year 
after pleading guilty to manslaughter. Her sentence was of time served, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By the time of the second trial, Marchand had moved to Albany and married his dead wife's 18-year-old niece. Fuck Henry. Never prosecuted. He died in 1951. Bye-bye. Bye. Lila married a local man and lived a long life in Perrysburg, New York, near her old reservation. She died in 1972. Man, still fuck Lila, too. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Hildy's paintings were exhibited only once in a 1930 memorial tribute. According to daughter Henriette, she was a true artist who never had a chance. She is buried in Section 40 in Forest Lawn Cemetery in an unmarked grave. And I have a photo of the grave. Okay. Well, kind of. It's sort not of. really a grave. But it's the last photo, and that little blank spot is her. Why is she blank? Well, I mean, it's... It's just, I mean, there's a stone there, but it's not. I know that's fucked up, though. Yeah, it is fucked up. I'd... Henriette, quit fucking around and get your mom a headstone. I mean, some some kind of marker. What is wrong with you? I don't know. She's still. Oh, a... yeah. Henriette's probably dead. No. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No. What is yeah. happening? Are you clicking buttons? No. It's the Ouija. No! <laughs> oh, God. <it's... laughs> Oh shit! Because it popped text. up like I didn't touch anything, and it asked like it said something about the picture resaving, and I just clicked off of it. Okay, okay. let's do the douche box well, this week, shall okay, we? Okay, yes. So this episode is coming. Oh my god! What you interrupted my introduction? I'm so sorry. <laughs> With the Lord's chicken. Yeah, blasphemous <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is coming to you on July 27th. Mm. A Wednesday. Oh, what? <laughs> Craig Chandler Price, also known as the Warwick Slasher, born on October 11th, 1973, is an American serial killer who committed his crimes in Warwick, Rhode Island. He was arrested in 1989 for four murders committed in his neighborhood, a woman and her two daughters that year, and the murder of another woman two years prior. He had a previous criminal record for petty theft. It was the night of July 27, 1987, when 13-year-old Craig Price committed his first murder. In Warwick, Rhode Island, Price broke into a home that was only two houses away from his own. He took a knife from the kitchen and stabbed 27-year-old Rebecca Spencer 58 times, killing her. Jesus. The end. Okay. So he was 13 years old and stabbed to death a 27-year-old woman. Yeah. And that was his first murder. That was... Wow. Wow. You're in the douche box. Yeah. Very deserving. Mm Mm-hmm. Big fuck you to Craig Chandler Price, who is probably still alive in prison somewhere. I don't care. Yeah. So there's your douche box for this week. And there's your episode 52. Yeah. Hope you had fun. I did. You did did. y'all have fun? I've had a blast. Okay. I thought Brittany should share her story real quick about her Ouija board experience. <laughs> yes. It's really short, but it's probably the funniest. Okay. Do it. Do it. Story I've heard. Okay. It's my favorite. Sorry, Matt and Tessa. Oh, you named them. (laughs) Just first names. Okay, so me and Matt and Tessa, I was probably all of 20 years old, if that. We smoked a lot of pot one night and decided we were going to go summon the spirit. The (laughs) spirit. Have you been smoking a lot of pot tonight? <laughs> no, I've been no, drinking a lot like of a wine. For that, but <laughs> and now my palms are sweating. Palms <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Calm>, sweaty. <laughs> I was just saying it. Mom spaghetti. Okay, so <laughs> so we smoked a lot of pot and decided that we were going to go summon the spirit of this. Uh, Dude named Moses Rose, and that's a whole other story for another day. <gasps> yeah. So we walked, we walked down the road with a Ouija board in hand and a couple candles. 
<laughs> and some more pot <laughs> and sat out there and we were calling to him and nothing was happening and we figured it was just because we were too high and like there were a couple times where the planchette moved a little bit and we were like did you do that no did you do that you know that kind of scenario where everybody thinks the other person's actually moving it and so we had decided that we were probably too high for all of this and nothing was happening you know we were going to go and matt said something about him being a coward anyways and a candle blew out and the candle was like kind of in between the two of us, but not like, not in a way that we could have easily whooshed. Yep. Nope. And then we got kind of freaked out and the other candle blew out and it was a thing. Oh. And so we just grabbed our shit and left. We never closed out the session. So, um, that could be who's in my house right now. I don't know. Yep. Nope. It was creepy and. That was creepy enough. A little comedic. Thanks to the pot. Thanks to the pot. Yeah. <laughs> there was paranoia. Paranoia. Everyone Everybody's was coming, coming to, to get, get me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Do y'all have any Ouija board stories before we go? I do not. Why? Because I have tried to do it at slumber parties and shit, and it never works, so I don't have a legit experience. Well, we're we're going to do it. Yeah, I'm chicken shit. The only time that I wanted I to do I just don't want to open so much shit. I don't Stop watching to, TV. I don't want to open something bad. Stop watching TV. How old... How old were you when you watched The Exorcist? Ten. Okay, yeah. See, you've been indoctrinated. <laughs> that's what it is i guess so no it no because i was okay with ouija boards until i got older and i realized oh shit this is this is some dangerous stuff it's playing with fire it's playing with fire Chicken. you've got to know what you're doing that's all i have y'all fuck all y'all fuck y'all you, you, and you. Okay. Can kiss my ass. As long as we know what we're doing, I'm okay <laughs> with makes it. Me th- that makes me think I half baked. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. you. You're yeah. cool. <laughs> fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've exhausted this episode. Yeah. We got to go get ready. Go to the social medias. Like things. Rate and review. Rate and review. Share things. All that. You know, tell all your friends. Thank you to the new followers. Hello, yeah. hello, hello. Hi, friends. And um, uh, we, we'll be back next week. Yeah. I'm going to go. We'll be here. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Doses. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzke for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. We'll talk at you next week.